Welcome to the webinar. <clears throat> yes, here we are again. I'm glad you could join us here. I have, I have an idea. Okay. So like webinar is a word where you took seminar, right? Yep. And you put web in front of it. Yep. But like seminar has other synonyms. Sure. Like colloquium. Okay. So welcome to the web colloquium. Webloquium. It's a highly synergistic yeah. web colloquium. Now is that what that's like an academic conference or something? Yeah. yeah. I think colloquium has more of an academic flavor right. to it. Seems like somewhere you would go to give your paper at. Yeah. How about a web caucus? Okay. Be careful so, how you Google that. Yep. <laughs> that can go wrong real fast. Oh, uh, welcome to the web town meeting. Right. I literally pulled up synonyms of seminar before this. Yeah. Town halls, town meetings. That's what I'm doing. Other things you can combine with web to get. It sounds like it should be a like a like a one to many, like a you know a speaker and a bunch of audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe there's some feedback. Web theater. That sounds. I wonder if anyone's ever with um, dissertations for PhDs. You have to like go present those to a room of people, and yep. they're like a sense they in theory could say like, no, you don't get your doctorate. This was not good. I want to know how often that happens. I know it seems like it's a formality. It does. Like anyone I've that ever talked me. to, it's like if you've gone through seven years of studying yeah. whatever thing, and probably the last eighteen months you've been like writing a book essentially, yeah. with the assistance of the people you're going to go talk to, right? Like you're presenting it to people who like no one there is surprised. What's the point of a test that no one fails? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Indeed, hmm. sounds like Big Ivory Tower is just. Uh, Big, I don't big know how, ivory tower. Yeah, I don't know how they're... That's a good band name. I don't know how they're screwing us on this one because it seems somewhat self-inflicted <laughs> on uh, their part. It feels kind of obvious, though. That I think they just charge a lot of money for a thing that's not worth very much. Yeah. Those books, they don't move too many copies. Oh, your dissertation? Yeah. Yeah, I bet you're it's, the only person that reads it, basically. Right. It and gets your advisor bound, skims it. And that group of people that had to come to the thing have probably uh, skim, probably. skimmed it. I feel like I would barely read those. Yeah. I feel like I'd be one of those people that, that asks a totally off the wall question as my question, <laughs> just to like harass the poor, poor person that needs to get their right. PhD. Yeah, it's like if we're not going to actually evaluate someone, then I'm at least going to have some fun. Let's with Let's meddle them at least for the yeah the ninety minutes of time we have with them. Yeah, for right. our webokium. For the yeah our in person mm-hmm. live yeah colloquy the, caucus the, the colonar yeah Col- colonar yeah. I was thinking about a new way to reorganize all of our politics. Oh, good. We could And sure. actually, I should clarify something before we get into this. Are we going to talk about politics? Well, t- yeah, I mean, not really. Okay, cool. I'm going to talk about more about reorganizing our politics than our actual politics. I'll keep it somewhat meta. But just as a clarifying point, because we haven't broached many of these topics yet, mm-hmm. uh, to what extent do we want to let sexual content, political content, religious content into this podcast? Because it will influence heavily <laughs> the topics I bring up today. <laughs> Uh, I'd say let's uh, have an open border policy by default, and we'll see if we got to change things. Okay. Don't know what that means. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, it means go for it. Yeah. So here's my idea. Yeah. I alluded to some of this earlier in person. but So, you know, we started this country with 13 states. Allegedly. And, oh, colonies. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, just like saying allegedly uh, uh-huh. when people say facts. If big history can be believed. Yeah. Yeah. 13 um, alleged colonies. And like, I think... People remember that as like a period we're proud of. You know, we were throwing off the shackles of tyranny and 13 is also useful because it's an odd number. So if you have to vote on stuff, tiebreakers. So I'm thinking we should just always have 13 states. Okay. Right. So with our current population, and and now I've gone a little further than that too. Did you do the math on this? Yeah, I did the math. Nice. Um, Have you ever seen the doing the Alfredo, doing the math thing? Nope. There's this... (laughs) There's an Olive Garden commercial where one guy is like, I can't, I can't talk about this. It's awful. I'll, I'll tell you later. Tom, edit all this out. 
Uh, or keep it in and add a YouTube a guy link. Sa- a guy says he's doing the math while someone else is doing the Alfredo. Is that a dance? You know how you... So, like, if you're ordering off a menu and it's like, here's today's special, whatever, you say, oh, I'll do the Alfredo. I see. You're, you're saying you're going to do it, but you're going to eat the, like, you want to order the Alfredo or you're going to eat the Alfredo. You're not... In no way are you doing the Alfredo, yeah. but that's an expression people use. So then the next guy says, well, no, the first guy's talking about doing the math. And the second guy's like, well, he's doing the math. I'm going to do the Alfredo. Huh. That's really awkward. That sounds like some great copywriting right there. I'm going to get that for you. Yeah. Okay, so I've done the math on this never-ending pasta bowl. There's 42 different sauce and pasta combinations. Yeah. And there's seven of us. Right. So if we come here on three different nights... Well, you do the math. I'm doing the Alfredo. (laughs) Olive Garden's never-ending pasta bowl is back with delicious new sauces like tomato basil caprese and our Asiago garlic Alfredo. Pick any combination of sauce and pasta, then another. Try them all for just $8.95 plus endless salad and breadsticks. This math tastes delicious. (laughs) Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. Anyway, we'd have uh, 13 states with 26 million people each. Okay. I'm assuming we're just going to pick the 13 biggest cities and draw circles around them. That's kind of how all this is going to work. Okay. But circles with algorithms. Yeah. Gerrymandered circles. No. Algorithm anti-gerrymandered circles. Okay. That's another guy's website you should look at. Politically neutral algorithms. All mathed down to the zip codes or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Uh, Each state then is going to have 13 districts. With mm. about 2 million people each. Each district will have 13 counties with 160,000 people each. Each county is going to have 13 cities with about 12,000 people each. And then each city is going to have neighborhoods with 1,000 people each. Huh. So that's, you know, I got okay. our stacks of 13. So we're going to chop up existing cities for, as well. Like there's no more Boston because well, that's, it's, it's be too part big. Of, yeah. I mean, it's going to have lots of, uh, it's going to be multiple cities. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we can play with these words, but, you know, the idea of just constantly breaking things up into 13s is appealing to me. Yeah. Uh, every 13 months, we vote on everything. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, so you never... It, that's good. And the way we get people for political offices, each... Whatever the smallest unit is there, let's say it's that thousand... Per, now, ideally, the smallest unit would be 13 people. Right. I tried to go that direction, but the math doesn't Could, work Couldn't out. get there. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I like that <laughs> you think this, these numbers are going to stay the same over time. Well, the the thirteen parts can stay the same, but the, yeah. the other ones need to adjust. You just keep dividing. That's what the census will do every thirteen years. Every thirteen years, when you do a sentence, it, it reallocates the thirteen. Um, there's like a Hunger Games element to this somehow, with the districts. So to get like a new president, you say each thousand person neighborhood mm-hmm. picks one person that yeah. lives in that neighborhood. Okay, and it's like here's who we want to be our president. Okay, and then that person advances to the next round of 13 okay. where they're competing against the other 12 people in the same city and then that city picks a winner and then the county pick, and like so you're, you're going up and up and up that way starting with mm. what had been a super local choice hmm. of person mm-hmm. rather than someone just emerging kind of on the national scene and getting everyone to vote for them yeah. I like it okay that sounds good have you thought about random dice roll to determine who is president oh, like a 350 million sided die yeah <laughs> That's, exa- that's exactly what I meant, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, a literal Oh, well, die. you take away the children, or are they in? Uh, let's say legal adults. Legal, like 18 to... I'd like to have a cap You want to have a max side. age there? You know what you should do is... We're um, going to get some letters from incredibly old people. To yeah, you want to go max age, but what I want to do is you take the average... Whatever the life expectancy is, right? Say for men, it's 78 years old. Yeah. That minus 18, right? Because if you have to wait 18 years to vote from 0 to 18... 
Uh-huh. You should have oh. the last 18 years of your life where you also can't vote. Oh. Symmetry. Yeah, symmetry. Mm-hmm. This does, you are, yeah, this does seem um, to have a nice symmetry I like to symmetry. It. Yeah. The nice thing about 13 is you can fold a thing that's 13 units long in half at a, at a unit. Because there's six on one side and six on the other side, and then you got that, like, notch right in the middle. Oh, yeah. At seven, and you just fold it at seven. Uh-huh. That's appealing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, that's origami. Yep. Yeah, you need odd numbers to mm-hmm. fold on the the unit. On the unit, right. You can't fold a ruler in half at the... Yeah, wait, yes, you No, you can't. <laughs> well, what do you mean by folding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. So I was going up some stairs the other day. And the thing I like about stairs is that sense of superiority it gives me. <laughs> sure. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, you're, you're going up the stairs and some other people next to you are going up the escalator. Mm-hmm. And... I have this thing where if someone is walking up the escalator, I'm trying to make sure I walk up the stairs even faster than they walk up the escalator. Right. Just to show them really who's boss. Uh-huh. And the people that are standing in the escalator, I mean, oh, they're not even in the competition. I have them. nothing but contempt for them. Right. Unless they, they need it. If you're able-bodied, if you're not able-bodied, you know, do, oh, do sure. what you Oh, sure. All due respect. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, yeah. No. But if you're just kind of chilling on your phone or whatever, it's like, right. yeah, I'm, yeah. It's a, it's a sense of superiority mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm going for. But here's the thing. You really can't do much more than, let, let's say, at most, take two or three stairs at a time pretty fast. Right. I want there to be a third option. <laughs> like, how about also a ramp? Ah. Like a pretty steep ramp that's next to the stairs. So that if your legs would have afforded you a three and a half step. It's, it's more about, like, I want something even harder. Okay. Like, what's the next level? Right. Like, I want to be able to look down on the stairwalkers. Okay. So, like... Mm, you're looking at someone's like, okay, yeah, you're a pretty cute buddy, and you think you're good because you're blowing away the escalator walkers. Right. But I'm on the whatever. I'm on this weird shaped ramp. I'm on maybe th- with like obstructions. Yep. That I have to step over uh-huh. or, or something, and no handrail. Right. Right. It's just um, a free. Yep. So it's like you can opt in to higher fitness levels. Yeah. And then there's maybe next to that is a wall. Well, an escalator coming down. Oh, that's good. That you go up. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Although you need signage to be like clear, like this is for going up. Yeah, right. This is for showing. Do not enter. If you want to show up, the people over here going to this one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Because if you go down an up escalator, you're actually you you're, need to. You're stop. causing a problem. You got to yeah. stop that. But if, um, if it's explicitly for it, yeah, sure. Right. You could do a, a climbing wall with handholds, and then you could just do different a flat, levels. Just do a flat wall with no. Just I yeah. don't know how you get up that, but and so like you're you're getting ready to end your commute. You're at work, and you're like, what kind of fitness challenge do I want right now? Right. Like they're always telling us, you know, you got to get more fitness in your in your day. Right. And they're like, take the stairs instead of the escalators. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I've been doing that. Right. And like, I'm, I'm in the okay shape. Right. But, but how do I... Mm-hmm. How do I take it to the next level? Right. Stairs aren't a challenge and I, anymore. Right. And it's also, I mean, it, it's respecting that people are uh, moving at the speed of business or whatever. Modern times, busy schedules, not it, that much time of your day to... That's right. ...do extra exercise. So. Yeah. It's also like, you know, why do we got to dumb the world down? Right. You know? You want to max out that intensity. Yeah. You have different levels of classes. So if you're if you're in honors whatever you can get some more challenge. I want yeah. AP stairs. AP stairs, <laughs> yeah. AP subway uh, station. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm trying to think if you could apply that to other parts of getting on and off the train mm. or standing in the train. Mm. You'd want to be careful because at some point someone gets hit by a train if we go too far with this. Yeah. Okay. So there there are the trains in the red line that don't have seats. Right. If they're high capacity, mm-hmm. so you can't sit down. Right. Kind of like that idea. We could just keep going with that. And like the next level is maybe there's no handholds in right. this train. That's good for your balance. Yeah. You're going to really work your balance. And I sometimes will do that on the train. Yeah. It's like I'm going to try to not hold on to anything. Build up your ankles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Build up my, my calf strength. 
And uh, maybe there's an ice-covered train or like yep. a, a, a lubed train. Uh-huh. That's like for if you're really serious about this. Right. You want to be sliding all over the place. Yeah. Or one with marbles all over the, <laughs> yeah. all over the floor. Yes. I love the idea of thousands of marbles <laughs> rolling from one end of the train every time it stops and starts. That'd be kind of awesome, actually. Uh, now, that's, that's the thing you could just implement in your life. You could just dump a thousand marbles out of your backpack. On the train. Oh, into your room. Yep. Oh, into a train. Into a, into oh, you just bring that with subway. you. Okay. You're like, that's Guess your what, everyone? gift to the people on the train. Hey, everyone, I, I, we're up into the difficulty on this train. <laughs> Here we go. Right. That's one of those things that you'd want, like when there's a problem with the train and they make the announcement, like, sorry, everyone, we're stopped due to a, you know, due to traffic difficulties, whatever. Like, getting a little detail, but like, sorry, everyone, we're stopped because some guy dumped a thousand marbles onto the train in front of us. That, like, that would be a bit of a, a head scratcher. Yeah. I don't know how they'd... I feel like at that point, you're kind of like, all right, I guess I understand why we're stopped. <laughs> okay, cool. When you That's hear like right. signal problems, you're like, What's, what is that? Right, give me a little more detail. But I understand that. what marbles are. Right. I, can, <laughs> I got that. What about, you could, I mean, that would be a good plane thing, right? So, you know, like the pl- when the plane lands, often things will fall or like slide into the seats because mm-hmm. it's like stopping very abruptly. Yeah. So, if you were like got the back couple seats with you and a few friends and just like just opened up a giant package of rollable things. Yeah. You think they... Um when you put your luggage through the scanner, if they see a thousand marbles in there, you think that gets like a... Not at first. A question asked? But <laughs> After the first news yep. story about yep. the thousand marbles that rolled forward on the... I actually think this is, could be an interesting genre of what kind of things can you get banned? Like get the TSA to start looking out for. Right. You know? Right. Because like they're clearly hypersensitive right. to that sort of thing where it's like, if anyone gets anything that looks like this through, we're now going to inconvenience millions of people every yes. day. And you'd want to you'd want to see how far down the seemingly innocuous uh, like like what is the most innocent thing I can get the TSA the thing that is not possibly dangerous right the only thing interesting about it is like a person did something that was newsworthy yeah it got exactly. written about and it was weird so everyone got scared of weird and right. now we're banning whatever foam rollers marbles cue balls I don't I don't know what you want to yeah uh, you know round things round things are going to be you can have at most three ounces of round <laughs> things. <laughs> to fit your overhead you know what the tsa could use is a line that's like so there's pre-check which is pretty good mm-hmm. and that's kind of the right gist but it's more like i know what i'm doing line uh-huh. you know yeah it's like a i'm not here to mess around right i'm efficient i know what's going to happen right i know where i need to be you're going to be waiting for me yeah it's that we need that right it's the burrito line it's of, the burrito line of airplanes it is exactly mm-hmm. like we're doing a lot of volume and i'm going to help you do a lot of volume yep we're moving units we're moving a lot of units through here, and uh-huh. I got time. It's like when they're like, oh, can I leave my jacket on? Like, if you have a question, mm. you don't go in the line. Right. If you have any questions at all, right. you go, don't go in the line. What you want is to be in line and have the TSA agent ask you a question. Ooh. Right? That's good. You know the rules so, so well <laughs> that they're going to be confused as how to how quickly you're able to move through their line. That's and they're going to stop and ask you, be like, sir, uh, isn't what you're doing violating our policy? And you say, no, actually, on page nine, it says I'm allowed to. Yeah. And you're just blowing through. That's real good. You know how some comedy clubs will have like a two drink minimum sure. rule, yep. right? And the thing there is like the headliner is getting like all the ticket sales, but the club still has to make money. So they put the two drink minimum. You come in. If you're going to get a table... You're going to order two drinks. Mm-hmm. We're going to make money by being here. I'd like to bring that exact concept just to other parts of life, mm-hmm. right? The two minimum. And I and I think I'm not actually sure if I mean that you should have two drinks while you're doing other things <laughs> or that you should have to do two of something. Uh-huh. But like go to a movie theater, sitting down to watch a movie, 
two popcorn minimum. You got to bring two popcorns in with you. Yeah. You're listening to a podcast somewhere. You have to have two drinks while you listen to <laughs> while it. It's going to become funnier. Yeah. That's you, not a bad idea. You're getting your oil changed to court minimum. Oh. Right? Just different different okay. merchants and walks of life enforcing spaghetti and meatballs, two meatball minimum. I thought you were going to say just, for the movie, it's like a two movie minimum. Oh. Like you want to come watch a movie? No, oh, we don't well, do single movie packages anymore. Enough. We need a little more profit than that, honestly. We need five hours from you. Yeah. And we need two movies. Mm, double yeah. feature. That used to be a thing. That was a thing. Were movies shorter they when must, they were doing double features? Because, damn, that sounds like a lot of sitting down. That's a lot of sitting. A thing. I feel like, are there were intermissions, maybe? Probably. Yeah. You probably would want to at least get up between the movies. I definitely want to. So, like, back in the day, when movies first came out, people freaked out. Like, uh-huh. moving pictures, like, at first. That's scary. Yeah, scared the crap out of people. Yeah. And, like, people were, like, fainting and vomiting and screaming and things mm-hmm. like that. And that reminds me of like what's going on in VR right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an echo of that where like right. your you brain see, doesn't know how to. Yeah, you see people freaking out like, oh my god, I think I actually am on a roller coaster or whatever. Right. And I think that's gonna fade, right? You know, like you're, you're the kids that grow up with this will never will not have that feeling. That right. like, clearly this is fake. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you just spent enough time in real world and enough time in VR world, like your brain's probably flexible yeah. to be like cool with both of those. I guess until it gets really good. Yeah. Like, can you reach a point where, like, someone wakes up with the VR thing on their face and they don't know it, and all of a sudden it's just like, I didn't notice I wasn't in the real world. <laughs> I thought I was <laughs> at school, but I was in VR school. <laughs> are people putting VR headsets on people that are on planes and otherwise bored and, you know, trapped in a thing? Because we talked about our sedation idea. Yep. But maybe, like, that's another way to pass the time. It's like, if it's if you got good enough VR, uh-huh. you don't care but, if you're on a plane. The, the only thing the VR does, though... Is it makes the leg room in front of you slightly, slightly bigger? Yeah, like you have like nine inches now instead of eight. I like I like that genre of idea where like you have this incredible palette of opportunity and, and you take just the you smallest use it for something. Yeah, the smallest bit of it. Did I interrupt a thing? Were you in a thing? I was just talking about the two uh, the two drink. That's right. Yeah, things. I think people really should drink at least two drinks while listening to this. Before listening to this. Yeah. Before you. In fact, pause right now if you haven't had two drinks yet. Yeah. We'll wait. I have a meta problem. Okay. All right. So you have you noticed that the person that installs the toilet paper in the office bathrooms is installing it the wrong way? <laughs> that can mean so many things. <laughs> uh, do you mean that the side it rolls out of is yes. on the wrong side of the thing? Yes. You want it to be closer to you and it's further away from you? Yes. So to clarify for the listeners at home mm-hmm. of the webinar, this is not a like the, the tube of the toilet paper is not parallel to the wall. It is perpendicular to it the wall. It comes out of the wall. And it's also enclosed by a big it's plastic. By a it's thing. like a So this is not like a over-under toilet paper argument thing? No. This is a commercial roller right. where the roll is perpendicular to the wall. Yep. So the entire roll of paper could be hanging down further away from the toilet or closer to the toilet. Right, exactly. And your contention is further from the wall or closer to the wall. Should be closer to the user. Yes. So it used to be closer to the user, which is correct because you pull on it toward yourself and it tears off on the thing uh-huh. that helps it tear. Now it's far away from you. So as you pull it toward yourself, there's nothing for it to tear on. Right. And it is it, it is it is less right. efficient. The tearing mechanism is Mm-hmm. You would have to push it away from yourself yeah. further than even I can reach with my monkey arms right. and tear it on the far away tearing surface. Yep. Or do a manual tear or try to yeah, rely on the, tear. on the close tear. 
Yeah. So what I'm doing good. a lot of is like yanking on it and it doesn't quite rip. And so I get like a uh-huh. like whole bunch. And then it's like, oh, am I going to roll this back up? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about rolling toilet paper back up on the roll? Like, you know, at home, sure. But, but, yeah, it but, seems, but, but uh, uh, so I don't want to get I don't want to get lost in this uh, unimportant diversion. Seems there's a bigger point here, right? Uh, which is much more important. Okay. <laughs> which is, what do I do with problems like this uh-huh. in my life? Okay. Because I don't have any real problems. Nope. Really. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I've got in place of real problems is things like this. I can't with a straight face go talk to the person that's installing these things and be like, hi. I was wondering if when you install these, you could do this this way because it makes this like, I just can't do that. Yeah. I can't bring myself. Because I, I got to imagine that person has more real problems than I do. I'm just guessing. Not only that, but like, there's no way to have that conversation where I don't think, and maybe this could solve the problem if there is. The way the person's going to hear what you're saying is their reaction is going to be either like, this person's crazy. Yep. I need to just be polite and get out of this discussion. Or they're going to assume like, okay, no one would have brought this to my attention unless it was important enough that it really mattered to them. Right. So this must actually be a problem that I just didn't previously realize mattered. Yeah. And then you've like, that's almost discourteous to them, right? Because it's like, you know, this didn't really like, Yep. I think it, there's it, a better way to do this, but it's not. It's going to have a lot of weight. Re- yeah. By default or, or yeah, or I think I'm crazy. And neither of those are great. Yeah. I mean, they're both like probably am a little crazy, but. It also potentially creates work for you if you have that conversation because then you're going to be looped into the like, hey, did you see how I did it new way? Like, is this? <laughs> well, that, I'd be okay with that. Are we set now? That'd be great. Here's another thing is like, if, if I do have that conversation and it doesn't work, it's like, now it's, now it's, it's going to irk me even more. Because <laughs> right now I can at least be like, this isn't a real problem. That's kind of stupid. Right. But if it's like, if I try to solve it and fail, <laughs> now it's like, God damn, like I thought I'd close this loop. Right. By speaking its name, I have brought it further into the world and my life. You make it real. I yeah. make it real. Uh-huh. So, but I have, a, I have a whole class of problems like these yeah. because I don't have real problems. I know. And so it's like, my life is what full am I going to do things. with these? This was like the, the Takaria thing where like I tried to talk to the manager about the slowness and uh-huh. now, it's, now it's a whole new thing. Yeah. So could there be a service where I can tell this problem to people, Yeah. a person? That might be what this podcast is. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's like a therapist where it's like their whole job is to listen to your problems well. You know, like be a good listener, maybe offer some thoughts, comments, help yeah. you explore the problem space yourself. Uh-huh. But like we'll just we'll start with the understanding that none of these matter. Right. So you just come in and it's like, what are your tiny problems for this week, Matt? Yeah. So, right. So it is. And you're like, people don't know that they need to walk on the left in the escalator. And they'll be like, oh, I totally right. Right. And they'll empathize. So it is completely just, in the in the format and spirit of what a therapist is doing for people. But it is explicitly identified as like, so you know, like yeah. when I go through these doors, <laughs> my real problems stay outside. <laughs> like yeah. they, they don't come in this room with me. Yeah. I'm here to talk about trivialities, things I've it's noticed. Therapy light. Things that are mildly irritating diet not really therapy. worth solving therapy zero diet therapy sugar-free therapy, therapy uh-huh. something uh-huh. like that yeah yep. I, and you know you don't even need a degree to do this like i could open my own chain of these yeah a lot of people could sit there and yeah be remotely patient, basically remotely oh yeah you do it through, uh, telepresence is going to be a, uh-huh. if you're going to go some there'll be no more going anywhere soon <laughs> nope <laughs> we're just getting rid of that you as put your idea. vr headset on and Tell someone you're not problems. You're going to be in a giant autonomous box 
Yep. That drives you around to the cheapest location for power and water. <laughs> yes. And you'll be in a VR world inside uh-huh. it. And your body will be getting nutrition. Yep. Through, yeah. Like while your car is getting inner battery energy, your body's getting tubes. That's gonna be a thing, right? You'll just we'll just live in a box-ish thing. I think so. There might be windows, but probably not. You'll just go wherever it's cheapest to be. Yes. And the truly fortunate and wealthy people in the future will live in windowless boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I'm, let's, let's, I'll put a bet on that uh-huh. one. The um, unfortunate impoverished amongst us will be forced to <laughs> play outside in the sun. Yeah. Carelessly. Yeah. All the time. In- inefficiently. I'm in an Uber the other day, and this has happened a couple times, where it's like a slightly older person who seems less tech savvy. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of tell by the way he's like using his smartphone. It's like a little, little slower, just like less familiar with the interfaces and just, just a little bit less up to speed on that kind of thing. And he tells me, man, the GPS has been kind of messing up today. And he's using Google Maps. And I'm like, kind of like, Google Maps is pretty damn reliable. Like, yeah. that's, that's a real good app. Right. And he's like, yeah, it's sending me all kinds of crazy places. And I've, I've learned with some experience, what that means is like, this person is not good at following directions from Google, like <laughs> right. literal directions. Right. And, and it's, it seems to be an, an inability to like map spatially the fact that it's like turn right in 300 feet. And then like it shows you getting closer and mm-hmm. then here comes the right. But they're like, is that the right? Right. You don't want to acknowledge like, that's really the one I want to wait for it, it to be the I, next one. I don't know what it is, yeah. but like, even though it's a 3D model showing you where you are at that second and where the thing is and a numerical thing With and, pretty a, good labels. and a voice prompt, <laughs> yeah, still just missing turns. So this guy's like just missing turns or like trying to take a, like, he's not like going left when he should go right, but it's like mm-hmm. go through the intersection and then take a right and he just takes an immediate right. It's like, no, no, I know it said right, but <laughs> you got to get the right one. Yep. And so he's blaming the GPS and I'm like, yeah, it's not the GPS. It's you. It's you. I'm, and I'm helping him. You know, like, right. I'm like offering. And this has happened a few times. But so what I think we should have is a, an Uber mode for Google Maps where uh, when you miss a turn, it doesn't just reroute you. It says, you fucked up. <laughs> Rerouting. <laughs> and that way. So it's some negative reinforcement there. It gives there. a little bit of like, right. yeah. This is on you. This is on you. I didn't, right. Because this guy's like, oh, the GPS has been sending me all over. And I'm like, right. well, no, like, you've yeah. been messing up. Right. And so I want Google Maps to tell people that. That would be also a good score to feed back into that person's Uber driver. Totally, rating, totally. Right. Now, this used to be more relevant when you had to like pay. It was like metered pricing for Uber where like yeah, yeah. if it took longer, they would charge you more. Right. Now they just charge you a flat thing. So it's like, it's kind of moot. Right. You're wasting my time, but not my money. Yeah. yeah. So it's not too big a deal, but I, I just think it'd be nice just to have a little like, eh, like you mm. have messed up. Yeah. We told you the right way and you did not do it. Right. A little more confidence on the part of all our technology. Yeah. So that people can stop blaming it for their own failures. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. And that makes that guy feel a little worse. But I think he might correct his behavior because he's just under this assumption like technology is unreliable. Yeah. And it's like, mm, yeah, yeah. we're going to help you out. A good teacher tells you when you have missed the mark. They sure do. It's a compassionate thing to do. While we're talking about toilet paper. Yep. I have a thing that I, I, I literally can't believe people haven't thought of. So the other day I finished a roll of toilet paper and I was like, I should throw away the toilet paper tube and replace it. And that becomes a two-step process where I need to remove the tube and throw it away. Mm -hmm. That's maybe even two steps. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is get a new one and put it on there. That's the right thing to do. You're going to be a gentleman. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, why is the toilet paper tube not flushable? Mm. Like, why am I throwing this one piece away? Yeah. In a different place. That would save you. Yep. And you got to go recycle that. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Let's, I definitely go recycle those. Yeah, you don't. You don't just put it in the garbage can that's right next to your bathroom. You recycle <laughs> nope. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think this is a like- huge innovation awaiting us in the toilet paper world. I agree. They should be flushable. Or in general, the idea of like, now, the toilet paper and the toilet paper roll, they're friends. They spend their whole yeah. lives together. Yeah. Why shouldn't the one follow the other? Yeah, why exactly. Do you get to, why do you get to leave that way and I don't get to leave that way? Can't I just get to the end of a roll and there's nothing left? Like I've just used all the toilet paper? Well, that's what I was going to say. That exists. Whoa. Rollless toilet paper exists and it's awful. Damn it. Some came into my house. I didn't buy it. Person I live with bought it. Uh-huh. And it was it's there. Your daughter. No, it was mm, it's the other person I live with. And I uh, came in and I looked at it and I my first hundredth of a second of a reaction was exactly what you just did. Yeah. Where it was like, that would be awesome. That yeah. saves us a thing that we don't have to get rid of anymore. It's probably so better for the environment. Brilliant. It's like this thing that I was merely going to throw away. But then my next 99 hundredths of a second past that were like, oh no, this is going to be awful because it's going to be harder to put on. It's not going to roll around as easily because you don't get a nice tight circle on the inside. Yeah. You get a weird wadding up of thing yeah. and it just doesn't, it's not a smooth, confident roll coming off there. It's a hmm. kind of an awkward. Okay. Yeah. So the roll has a purpose. Unfortunately. Yes. But here's the thing, like what if it were at least perforated so that I could rip it off? Tear it off. Okay. Yep. That would get me part of the way there. Yeah. I'd be like happier with that. You still got to undo the mechanism to put the new one on. I do. This, yeah. this is really a big problem. Yeah. Then we need a better way. There should be a better way to do that. I think it's bidets. There's also... Oh, it might be. Have you been to Japan? <laughs> no. They take that real seriously. They go, they go for it. They go for it. All in on bidets. They go, they go all in. It's like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. It's an experience. I like the cultures that have urinals outside. Outside, just, yes, just like all over. Totally it's like agree. this is a. And I was listening to a, I don't know what it was a podcast recently where the person was making the point of like, there should just be standing. Pee. You don't have to talk about gender. Just yeah. like, <laughs> if you can stand to pee, here's a bunch of places for you. Go. That's where they are. Yeah. And here's a separate sitting zone, and there and that one has more like privacy in terms of how you get into it in the first place, how you use it, whatever, and like. None of this has to do with anyone's gender. It's just like, here are the ways people need to use these things. Yeah. We're going to design our facility that way. Yeah. Made a lot of sense to me. I'm into it. I like the I like the outdoor places. China, for all its flaws, has taken this to heart. Like, there are, ba- there are public bathrooms all over the place. It was never yeah. hard to find a thing. They were just like, people need bathrooms. Right. So and it's we like made a, s- a bunch of them. Public sanitation. It's like... Boston... I think takes the Puritan stance, right? Which like, is that, like we want most all of unclean. our alleys to smell like pee. <laughs> yeah, that's the stance. Well, they, t- they take the like no one around here does any of that. No, uh, no. at least not in public. Not in centuries. Certainly never in public. No. And so yeah, you end up with some problems. Right. Nowhere to go. There's w- like a one stall. There's one stall on the whole Boston Common in by the Frog <laughs> Pond. It's open sometimes. Right. <laughs> it's like th- this is like an enormous outdoor right. recreation area right and all the businesses alongside it hate the people the because other, they're all yeah the ones on the promenade are closed from like 
November through May or something like that. Which, like, I get it's probably tied in with the park service somehow. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they got to – come on, guys. People are outside. Yep. It's now that same thing of, like, toilet paper roll. You should be able to leave my house with your toilet paper. What about other, like – You should like, be able to what? Leave your house with my toilet paper? Yeah. Like you're like you're oh the roll should yeah okay yeah it should be able you to should be able to follow your friends right yeah so like a, a tissue box <laughs> yeah should be able to follow its friends which I guess it's going in the garbage maybe that's actually worse because you're probably recycling the box D- should uh, more things be made of the things inside the thing them? inside them and also more things should be more easily like I would prefer if I could flush everything down the toilet <laughs> or burn everything yeah. Yeah. Like that would save, a lot. I mean, I'd enjoy that more and that would save presumably on the uh, garbage people budget because there'd be less stuff for them to do. Yeah. Right. Which would be good. Uh, you buy like a microwavable pizza box. You're going to eat the pizza. Why not eat the box? Yeah. That's okay. So all food sh- comes in an edible comes container. Comes in an edible container. Yep. So like you buy some bacon. It's, it's, sto- does it have to be the same thing? Probably not. <laughs> Let's not say the same thing. Yeah. That seems complicated. Yeah. You know how oil companies buy drilling rights? Mm-hmm. to places i know that that they do yeah. i'm not sure how they do it well i think i think uh yeah they um you've got a landholder and there's some oil under there maybe okay and what you go and, and you buy you're not buying the land you're buying the drilling rights sure so it's like here's 30 million dollars for you today yep. and for the next 99 years i have the exclusive right which is a right that i can sell if i want to mm. to drill oil on your property okay. then maybe there's some additional terms of like if I'm selling it, you get, you know, you get 10% of the revenue flow or whatever, like something like that. But that's the general arrangement. Similar to um, like, a, like a script writer has written a movie and a studio, they come in, they option the script, right? And it's like for the next five years, 10 years, whatever, I'm not saying that I am going to make this movie, but you're saying that no one else will. Like mm. I have the exclusive right. This is my thing. If we develop it, you get involved, you get your producer, whatever. That's how it works. So it's not okay. like an actual transfer, but it's a, it's there's some rights involved yep. there that you're moving around. I want to bring that idea into the emotional world. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like, like so far. you give me $50 today. Mm-hmm. And for the next five years, I have to be available to give you a ride to the airport on 24 hours notice. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one I thought of was this is a typical like the grade school like you know your friend not even your friend someone who's probably not your friend comes over and is like hey I forgot my lunch money today can I just borrow and and you're like doing the math like you're not, this guy's not going to pay me back like he is quote borrowing this but I'm not getting this back he's mm-hmm. just asking for money because he doesn't have money and I could be nice give it to him so instead of just like grudgingly giving the person your money you say all right I will give you. A dollar fifty today, and let's say you're in fifth grade when this happens. Mm-hmm. Here's a dollar fifty for you today. For the next seven years, I can come take your lunch any day I want. Once, once, one time. Ah. Be- be- between now and the time we graduate, I have the right to just take your lunch one day. Mm. You won't see it coming, and you cannot object when I do it. You just mm. come and do it. So it's pushing things into the future. I like it. It's buying rights. It's like some like it's like is that like option derivatives options? There's, there's like an well, option, right? Well, that's the it is an option. But it also, that's exactly what it does, is it commoditizes uh-huh. these transactions. So I could then say, you've given me the $50 for the airport ride. Is that how I describe that? Sure. One of yep. us gave the other yep. one. That's transferable. So you oh, could yeah. go up to a uh, friend of the show, 
Joe Ferris yep. and say, hey, uh, I will sell you a ride from Matt for $51. You've made a little and money. he's like, how much time is left on that right. contract? Right. Got three and a half years left. He'll do it on 24 hours notice. Okay. Describe all the terms. Yep. Right. Yep. That's mm-hmm. good. So you did you originally say bring this to the emotional world? I did. I was expecting some emotion in there. Well, here's what would happen. Okay. <laughs> Let's say you're in uh, 10th grade now okay. in this example. Yep. And uh, you've had a crush on a girl for a long time. Things are finally starting to move a little. Uh-huh. And she's about to give you your first kiss. Oh. You say, you know what? Hold up. Don't kiss me right now. But for the next 20 years... I can come kiss you any moment I'd like. Wow. And you flip it around. You say, if you've like gotten married or something like that, and you want to stop me, you owe me $100. Wow. I don't know if that works well. Yeah. Again, this, I'm not saying this, this is a new a, system. Yeah. We're going to have to iron the kinks out uh-huh, for a little bit. Uh-huh, but that's the... Can you do like a... you? When you said emotions, I was thinking, thinking like, like a, I'm going to pay you $100 now, and you don't get to be angry at me about something... I will oh, do in the future. Okay. Like I'm literally buying an emotional state mm-hmm. uh, change buying, buying or denial. I access guess. to a happy me yeah, for some exactly. duration of time. Yeah, right. Exactly. When you drill my emotional oil, <laughs> you just want happy crude <laughs> to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. How do I get back to rights? I like I like rights. Like, there's like drilling rights. There's like anger rights. What about like sympathy rights? Actually, this could maybe solve one of my problems. That could be good. Which is like, I'm going to buy five instances of you Mm -hmm. listening to a problem that Uh I tell you that's not real. And being sympathetic. And being sympathetic towards it. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. So the next time you- Do you want to start a marketplace for this? There's definitely going to be a marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's trading. Because, yeah, as soon as you start having these things, you want to trade. Once something's a commodity, people are going to want to- Trade it with their friends. They're going to want to bet on it. Like, I'm going to bet that the rights to Matt's airport ride goes down over time. Yep. Because, you know, public transit gets better and we're mm-hmm. all in windowless boxes. And that, that's exactly where the derivatives come in. Is, yeah. you, is you set up a contract? Yeah. You set up a contract where if Joe doesn't use that, th- like, will this get used or not by the end of the thing? And then people can, you know. Oh, like a, like a like bet a, on like whether or not it'll actually yeah, get. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Exercise. I, I, there should be markets for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like we should be doing this more often. Yeah, we should make a platform, and then you buy. Oh, like this girl who's just not going to kiss me now because I want it. Like in the future, she could buy kiss insurance or something. Like, right? If exactly. Matt doesn't. If, if he Matt doesn't. approaches me, I want to spend like nine dollars today, right? So that someone, someone else, else will cover that hundred dollars for me yeah, to have yeah, him not yeah. kiss me. Sure. This would probably make like marriages a lot more complicated because you'd have to like make most things more complicated <laughs> yeah this, <laughs> well, this is like, literally just complication right as you're, as you're finalizing things you, you'd be doing like due diligence on each other be like what sort of outstanding there you go rights do people have on you wow that's a great point you know that is a whole different world you're gonna want to know like do people you know people don't ask each other what kind of contracts they've signed before they get married right probably not as thoroughly as they should maybe like debt for example i think they do basic like what do you own what do you owe yeah they should that's reasonable sure like if you have a hundred thousand dollars in student loans you should have talked about you should have talked about that right yeah but like if you know you're going to inherit 90 million dollars like hopefully that can maybe you want to keep that under the vest yeah yeah either way i think yeah but if it was like you should know before this relationship goes any further I owe Ben a ride to the airport <laughs> right. with only 24 hours notice <laughs> right. for the next 20 years. And my high school girlfriend could show up any moment and kiss me. Yeah. And I have to let her. Wow. Uh-huh. This would be very complicated. <laughs> it would be. So you could make a an exchange, a platform 
for building marketplaces for trading derivatives of of f- contracts future, right emotions for things uh-huh yeah we, that could be as a service that base i think based on that alone we just got five million dollars in seed capital uh-huh if only because they would pay us to leave the room <laughs> yeah has that happened <laughs> that must have happened. that must have happened <laughs> like, we're we like, like this guy has like so annoying right yeah is there a mechanism you could use to like shorten meetings where it's like there's like a timer <laughs> and like with every minute that goes by it gets cheaper to just pay to end the meeting right where it's like a, okay it's a half an hour meeting if you want to edit in the first minute, that costs three hundred dollars. But after five minutes, it's only it, like two hundred and twelve. It degrades over time. Yeah, right. And so eventually, you hit a point where like and you press the buzzer, and it's like, right. I just paid one hundred eleven dollars. Right. Instead of wasting the last eight minutes of what was already a pointless meeting, yeah. Like just let's both you get out of here. Buy it out. Yeah. Hmm. Meetings are like contracts for your time, <laughs> or something. <laughs> Speaking of incredibly brilliant financial engineering ideas, sure. Say you own a software as a service product and you charge subscription fees to everyone that's using the product and you have hundreds of customers maybe a thousand let's say you have a thousand customers okay you're charging them all 30 bucks a month okay so here's what you do you're like i like running this but it's not my favorite thing ever i wish it were simpler i basically want to shut this thing down but i want to extract as much money from it as i can while i'm shutting it down okay you're like ready to run this thing into the ground yeah maybe you bought it you're a hedge fund Okay. And you purchase this thing. You're like, all right, we're going to milk this SaaS app. Mm-hmm. And so the first month, you instead of charging everybody $30, you charge everyone $40. Is this an announced change or you just do nope. it? Nope. Okay. You just do it. <laughs> okay. And some percentage of people email you. And they're I, like, hey. I thought this. I was charged $40. And you go, huh, really? And you just kind of don't really answer. You're just like, that's weird. And if they keep pressing, you're like, Oh yeah, we did a pricing change. Did you not see that? It's in maybe check your spam folder. Uh-huh. Which I, I by the way, check your spam folder. I think is a great. That dodge. could probably get you out of a lot of uh, a lot of things, yeah. right? Like I think you could dodge quite a number of things. Like yeah. oh, did you check your spam folder? Yep. We definitely sent that. Mm-hmm. It shows right here on my records that we sent it. So you know you, you dodge as much as you can, but eventually some people are like, no, like I'm you know you you definitely charge me more than I'm supposed to. As an aside, creating a business where you make fake records that show that people sent something is probably a good idea. <laughs> that sounds. Let's come back yeah, to that later. Yeah, very profitable. Fraud as a service, again, we seem to have come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a theme. All right. So, like, some number of people complain. So, you're like, all right, fine. Just kidding. And, like, maybe you refund them, let's say. But most people don't even notice it. Right? I think, I, I'd say you get 90%. Good, good chunk. Not going to notice. Yep. Don't even notice. Uh, especially if they're businesses. Right? Yeah. Uh, next month, you charge everybody $50 uh-huh. that hasn't caught you yet. Okay. So, of all the people... So the people who inquired slash canceled... You just... Go back to 30. Fine. Right. No we problem. fix them. Yep. Yep. Or, or you tell them, oh, yeah, we changed our prices. Right. Check your spam folder. Cancel if you this want. This is the new price. Sorry. FYI. Yep. But everybody else, you up to 50. And you wait and see what happens. And most people kind of don't notice right away. Mm-hmm. And so then each month, you just keep adding 10, 20, whatever. You just keep keep upping the price. Mm-hmm. And eventually, people will catch you and you tell them your spam folder. Same story. Yep. Same story. But it probably eventually people just cancel because you're like the people are like wait a second this is now a hundred dollars a month they're like yeah you didn't get that and they're like well no but also I'm not interested right and so I think what this leads to is like you go from like a thousand customers to like sixty customers that are really not paying attention right but you're charging all of them like ten thousand dollars a month uh-huh. and they're just not paying any attention <laughs> right and then you know eventually you're down to like one guy. <laughs> 
It's like really asleep yeah. at the switch. Well, and I think that that last 60 people, uh-huh. you have just discovered the mailing list for your new business. Ooh. Right? Right. For the next thing. You seed the next venture. Oh, that's good. That pile of people. Yeah. Now you have, and you sell that list like a lot. Yeah. That connects with our clear bit for fraud uh-huh. business really easily. Yeah, their ranking goes way up because of things like this. They're, yeah, they're like they're like not paying attention score. Right. Is like through the roof. Right, right, they're NPS. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think this, I think it would like be, I think it would work. That works. That is, I mean, there's a solid financial model there. there it's right. a social experiment baked right in. That's right. Uh, and it's not fraud. It's, it's just a social experiment. approaching fraud and there's uh, spam folders. So, yeah. I like all the elements cool. in that idea. Yeah. The conversations, too, would get more and more enjoyable as the experiment went on. Because mm-hmm. that first month of people, it's like, okay, that that genuinely might have been... Like, a bump from 30 to 40 is like, okay, whatever. Right. But by the time you get a few, let's say, up to like 60 or 70 or whatever, people not only are going to be contacting you because they noticed that it changed, they're going to go and look at like, oh, it just went up $10 a month for the last... Like, like who changes their pricing that yeah. often? Yeah. Right? And you'll get that question and you'll say... Yeah, we do. That's yeah. the we sent an email about this. We sent five emails that you must have missed. They're probably yeah. all in your spam folder. Well, we could just say we sent one. We said we're moving to a new pricing model. <laughs> it goes up by ten dollars every month. If you have a problem, cancel. All oh, right, that's what the email said. That was yeah. Did you not get that? I didn't get it. Oh, Where do you, you think know what? Oh, I'll check my uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably, probably want in, to in the folder. Yeah, a, f- a service for generating fake email receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just um, fake records. Yeah, fake broadly, records. Broadly in speaking, records where you can say something like. I'm sorry, but the system is showing that it... Right. Whenever you can blame the system for yeah. something or just cite the system as an authority, like in the same way that GPS guy is trying to blame... Like he's he's essentially doing an appeal to the system. Yes. Actually, yeah. the system will be a good name for this company. <laughs> like the system is showing oh, XYZ. And our system would show whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> at the beginning of each week, you tell us what you want the system to say. Absolutely. We'll make it say that for and, you. And Yeah. And that way you can, without lying, say the system is showing that you agreed to this thing by mm-hmm. clicking through the contract mm-hmm. that we sent you to your spam folder. And we do, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of regular expressions here, but <laughs> essentially we're giving each, per- it's like, I'm gonna, I don't know how to describe a UI. On a, the person's going to have a big search field where they can put in the name so that you could do this in a point of sale, like in a retail scenario where the person's oh. standing right in front of you who you need right. to lie to. You yeah. could say like, let me look up your record in the system. And you type their name into the thing or like their customer ID or something, which you wa- you let them watch you do this. But then the button you press, there's a bunch of buttons with like obscure icons on them right under it. And the button you press is going to take you to a screen that is the type of lie that we want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it comes up and you hit it and you say like, I'm sorry, it shows that right here you, you canceled your reservation. That's why we don't have it for you. Yep. The system isn't wrong about these things. Yeah. I think... This feels particularly effective because there are just a lot of people that like you can just blame the system, and there's like, oh yeah, computers, man. I they're not even going to ask for proof. No, right? That's true. Eighty percent of them will concede. Like, okay, either I genuinely screwed up here, and that's what the system's showing me, or yes, computers problems happen. I'm sorry, this wasn't anyone's fault. This was a mistake. No one could have prevented. I should just go home. Like. Yeah. That's going to knock down 80% of the people. And the last 20%, you're going to get almost all of them by showing them a screen that like yeah. says the thing. So as someone that runs a SaaS app, I, I am deeply curious what price you could get to <laughs> before like the last person says, hey, wait a second. That's an actual, yeah. I know it's been three years, <laughs> but... Uh, and I'm no 
<laughs> Why did my price go from thirty? <laughs> Paid to... you seven hundred ninety thousand dollars over that period. Yeah, uh, which is somehow not in excess of my credit card limit. <laughs> right. Because like we have some larger companies mm-hmm. on our client list, yeah. So it's like I don't think like the, it's going to bounce or they're going to run out of money, or like we'll even be the biggest charge they have that month. No, so it's some like, of them right. Some of them have cards with big limits. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. That could be a fun experiment worth doing um, somewhere else that's not here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, good. Yeah, that's my plan for Q two. Okay, I like that Q two seventeen. Yeah. Let's try that out. Should we get into more? We should say Q2, Qs more We should use the Qs a little more. Yeah, we barely use those here. Yeah. How about EOY? EOY, EOD? Uh-huh. Those are good. Yeah. Those are under under leveraged here. All right, you ready for another lightning round? Yes. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Oh, boy. I don't, it, should, we, you, should we play the lightning round theme? Yeah. <laughs> Standing tall... Versus riding high. <laughs> uh, riding high. Riding high, okay. Yeah. Letting loose versus kicking back. Kicking back. Okay. Locking in versus zoning out. Locking in. Walking it off versus riding it out. <laughs> riding it out. Riding it out. Okay. You, no, no. Is that, riding it out a thing? Yeah, like we're going to ride out this storm. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. right? Fair. Uh, wa- I'm walking it off. Walking it off? Yeah. Okay. And You'd be surprised what you can walk off. Sorry, this is lightning round. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> There's no rules for the lightning round. Uh, you gotta dust it off and walk it off. Uh, dropping the ball versus losing the thread. Uh, dropping the ball. Dropping the ball. Okay, that's been the lightning round. Thank you for participating in the lightning round. Okay. Doo-doo. That's good. <sighs> dropping the ball. See, I dropping the ball more than losing the thread because, like, when you drop the ball, it's like, yeah, I screwed up. But I know I, I sort of I, I'm aware I screwed up. Losing the thread is kind of like I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> that's you something that happens to anyone. Right. Yeah, everybody's dropped the ball. Oh, sorry, I didn't respond to this email. I dropped the ball on that. My bad. Right. Let's meet up EOD right. in Q2. Right. You're sitting in a meeting. Someone's kind of going. You're like, uh, you're well. What you're really doing is you're checking your email. But yeah, you kind of snap and you say, uh, sorry, I lost the thread there a little bit. Can you go over that again? And no one's gonna like blame you for that it's like yeah he didn't understand what the guy said um see i think if lost the thread is more like a thing i would say about a person which is like so i'm trying to like negotiate this contract this guy like he has totally lost the thread like he just oh okay. we, he's not even aware of what's going on right it's more on him than you okay i think so. i feel like that's that's one of those things you say about somebody else okay but maybe maybe you've have you told people you lost the thread before i um read a thing recently that said you're supposed to do exactly what i just said if you been caught not paying attention well just in meetings in general to like if what you really want to say is that's a stupid idea we shouldn't do that ah yes instead the more polite thing to do is say sorry i kind of lost the thread there can you explain that again because it lets that kind of gives other people in the room permission to mm. pile on ah. that was a stupid idea via a more like that's good. we're gonna get into the weeds on this sort of way i like that i don't know if i've ever said that i've lost the thread or if I've said that someone else has lost the thread. Yeah. Good. Okay. You good? Yeah. Me too. Okay. You want to go home? <clears throat> yeah. Cool. <laughs>